Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today helps others find confidence and strength through fitness and healthy living. She's the founder of Studio S, where she's a certified personal trainer, a group exercise instructor, a Pilates instructor, and spinning instructor. She has completed many marathons, triathlons, an Ironman, 50-mile ultramarathons, multi-day races, and she ran six ultramarathons on five continents in just eight weeks. Recently, she's added another adventure to her plate as a new mom. Here to share her pregnancy and postnatal adventure with us, please welcome back Susie Crossland Dwyer. Hi. Welcome back, Susie. Thanks. It's good to see you again. It's great to see you. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. I've said it about 50 times already. <laughs> I am too. But I've loved following along on Instagram. I'm so happy that you posted like really throughout the entire journey during pregnancy some people you know they say okay yeah I'm being open honest and and maybe they are but I felt like just with you you just like took us along through like the physical piece of it the emotional piece of it and was just like this is where I am today like it it, it just for me helped like calm so much anxieties that I have because I saw someone just like living it and it wasn't you know always perfect you know we said you know ways of mm -hmm. whatever it was like no this is how I'm doing it mm -hmm. and I'm sharing my journey and I think it's just so important because pregnancy like we are all different people so pregnancy is going to look different for all of us absolutely I my my goal even before pregnancy in social media and just the way I interact at the studio has always been to not only be real, but also show people an example of something like that I felt like I never got. So yeah, whether that's, that's what it is, um, you know, female leadership in business in this particular niche, or whether it's um, <clears throat> relationship with motherhood or yeah. pregnancy, um, I feel like there's a dominant narrative that exists. And that kind of takes over the conversation. And there's so much more nuance to it. Um, as you said, everyone has their own version of the journey. Mm -hmm. And I was like you. I had, I, well, first of all, I went through many, many phases in my life of um, not being sure if I wanted kids, to adamantly not wanting kids, to having a question mark about wanting kids and none, this wasn't linear by the way this is this right. like lots of back and forth to um having some health issues to losing multiple babies to really wanting <laughs> a child and um last year I turned 40 and so you know the question mark got got even bigger yeah. and are we going to take steps to make this happen if it doesn't happen naturally so I've I've been in a lot of different places with it yeah. um, and coming to this phase of the journey later in life, I think is also a, 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 an, an experience that there isn't a, a lot of narrative on. Yeah. So I'm really happy that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I can relate to that so much because I feel I've also gone, gone through a lot of those phases where you know, really young. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to be mom. There's no question. Like, that's what you do. You, you grow up and you have kids like that. It wasn't even a question. And then as I got older, it was like, no, actually, no way. I don't want to have kids. Then it was like, yes, OK, I do want to have kids, but not right now. And then it was like creeping towards the time when I was going to. And I was like, nope, I don't think I want to anymore. <laughs> and now I have like come back full circle where right now I'm like, I really 
want to have kids someday, but I do have a lot of anxiety about it. And I think that, you know, it's great that we have a lot of women sharing their stories, but like you said, some, sometimes that narrative does become like, Oh, just you wait, like you're not going to have any sleep or you're going to be so uncomfortable or, you know, your life. The one big thing for me is like, well, your life is over. Yes. You are a mother and you have to focus on your child, which of course, yes, you do. But I, I saw in one of your posts, you're like, I'm all of these things and a mother and I'm still the person that I was. I'm still Bef- me. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's the piece I struggle with. I, mm-hmm. I think so much is that I'm afraid of losing myself mm-hmm. because I have to step into this new role and how do I keep myself, but step into a new place. Well, and, um, you know, if I'm totally honest, the, the dominant narrative of your life is going to be over, just wait, just wait, all these lists of horrible things almost prevented me from having kids. And that's why I think it's so important to talk about the other half. I mean, there's there's something, you know, there's like toxic positivity on the other yeah. side of like, no, right. it's not hard at all. Of course, it's very challenging. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but and your life does have to change and shift, of course. Yes. Like that, I, I don't want to deny that fact, but. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I don't think a lot of people would even attempt having kids if they didn't think that there was going to be some sort of shift in their life. Right. But right. that shift doesn't have to mean that it's all bad. Um, my husband, Chris, and I have talked a lot about, we were never truly sold on the wonder of parenthood. And yeah. that had we been, <laughs> had we been sold on that, you know, we, we might've done this a lot earlier mm-hmm. or not have had such hesitation. Right. Um, Right. And none of that is to minimize the the challenge that it is. But uh, I think one of the benefits of doing this at age 40, now 41, is um, we know ourselves really yeah. well. Yeah. And we know what our non-negotiables are. We know, um, you know, how to how to deal with each other. And mm-hmm. not that you have to have all those yeah. things in place, but there are a lot of benefits to being older and saying like, I know these, these are the ingredients that I need to, to have in my life to continue to thrive while having a child. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's a good point. One of the things I've heard several times from moms and, and you know, if you're someone that said these words, this is not to criticize and it's obviously more a projection of like what's going on with me than what's going on with you but I hear women say oh I used to be cool before I had a kid or I used to be fun before I had a kid and I'm like why does it make you not fun yeah. <laughs> like fun. so yeah. fun is a value of mine like a core value of mine and so I hear multiple people saying that and I'm like I don't get to be fun I don't get to have fun anymore or like what do they really mean their idea of what fun was pre-kid has now shifted to post-kid. I don't know, but I just like hear that and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> do well, I not get to have fun? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 um, a lot of the things, well, first of all, it, it's, I think as someone who has always, I've always kind of lived my life in a way that like I want to live my life yeah. and I don't really pay attention to the chatter of what everyone else is doing that when I became pregnant and had all these like sayings and just weights spewed at me I was I was in complete shock Mm -hmm. because I had never encountered something in life like that before that it felt like people were just telling me how it is versus me getting to experience it and I get to decide what my experience is yes and I'm sure that women say these things because they you know, they want to help. Like, I'm sure it's coming yes. from a good place. I just think then it sounds really scary for some people. Other other women who are like so sure, want to be moms, full steam ahead. Yes, there maybe doesn't affect them, but. Well, and my question, I mean, I haven't always been so bold, but oftentimes my question back is, was that helpful for you when you were in this phase? Yeah. Like, did that, did that? And, you know, I do think, I do think it comes out of genuine concern that some people were in complete shock Shock. and they're wanting to save you you. from that. Yeah. 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 That's true. But here I just, I just want to hear your story and from your experience and how you've lived it and, 
and want to continue to live it. So where do you think is a good place to start? Is it your fertility journey? We can start wherever you want. You want to start there? So when did you make a decision of like, okay, yes, you came back around to like, okay, I want to have kids. Or was it not even like the, a full foot in the ground, I'm going to do it? It was kind of like a blind leap. Yeah, I I think it found me some degree. Um, mm. I was having some health issues where I didn't quite know what was going on. Um, and the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. It, oh, so it, frustrating. It turned out I had a um, basically like a a cyst that wasn't found that was leading to extreme anemia um, from all the bleeding. But we didn't know for probably two, two and a half years what was going on. There was a giant question mark. And um, I had sought out traditional medicine and then um, gone through a lot of different alternative treatments. Mm -hmm. And after I did one of the alternative treatments, I felt like I was getting better. And I, then I found out that I was pregnant and I thought, Oh, this is great. This things have resolved themselves. But, um, then I had a miscarriage mm -hmm. and again, we, we didn't know why the miscarriage happened at the time, but you know, I, my doctors have since said, we think it's because of um, what was already going on in your body. Okay. But after that experience of finding out I was pregnant and then losing the baby, that's when I said, oh, this this is, it was devastating. It's, yeah. This is something that I really want. Yeah. And um, so that that was kind of the, the, the transition. Shift. Yeah. And it was a huge transition from, I'm not sure, to... Uh, wow, I just lost that baby and now it's the only only yeah. thing I can think about. Oh, gosh, that's um, so hard. So that's kind of where it started. And I, I was able to resolve, have surgery and resolve mm. what was going on and then just continue to actively try. Yep. And we ended up losing another baby in February of 2020. So you were dealing with a miscarriage as the pandemic was beginning. Yes. And I, as I was building out a, a brand new studio, a brand new studio. Oh, that's not um, a lot on your plate yeah. at all. Emotionally, <laughs> mentally, physically. So, um, and then, uh, you know, essentially after that, a process of letting go and saying, okay, well, you know, th maybe this isn't something I'm meant to have in, in this life. Um, were you fearful are, after the second, like this is just not going to happen? For yeah. Me? Yeah. Or, or, or did the thought come up of like, I don't want to have to like experience this pain again. Did that ever come up where you were willing to? I think I was willing to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, there's there's fear and anxiety yeah. after going through that um, more than once or even going through it once. Yeah. 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 It, it was kind of like I I tossed it out to the universe and said, hey, this is something that's important to me. But Chris and I kind of decided like we have a lot of amazing relationships in our life that yeah. we can act as, you know, aunt and uncle or whatever the something similar might be. And maybe we just go more hardcore on that. So you kind of like released it. Mm -hmm. And how and I know I know your background and your education and the work that you've done has probably helped you get to that place because I feel like that would be hard if you weren't a person that kind of had those practices and had those philosophies in, in place for yourself to say, okay, this is something I really, really want and I'm just going to let it unfold as it should. I mean, if I'm honest, you don't ever 100% release yeah. it, I guess. It's always <laughs> like, well, I'm releasing it, but pretty please, please, but please, 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 like please. let it come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think the tendency is to... Um, put life on hold until something happens. Um, and that's why initially with the second miscarriage, I was like, this is interesting timing. I had decided to make a giant jump professionally and um, build out a brand new studio, double mm -hmm. the size, move locations. And then, yeah, we started construction in January. Yep. I found I was pregnant shortly thereafter. And I was like, all right, this is all happening at once. Um, and then, of course, we continued construction and then march the pandemic march hit down. <laughs> so it, you know in some ways it was like okay well I don't know if I truly would have survived 
yeah. all of those all of those things yeah. had it continued. But yeah. um, there's no other choice. You there's just, no other choice. You just continue forward. I know. I know. I lo- <laughs> and I, focus on other things that are important. To right. Me. I saw something on Instagram today where it was like this picture of someone attempting to confront a grieving person or console them. And they were like, oh, my gosh, like you're so strong to like go through all of these things. And the other person's like well, I didn't ask for them to happen to me. And <laughs> like, I don't have a choice in the matter. Exactly. Like, you know, every, on the, once you've kind of been through, which most people have been through really tough times and, and hard situations where like you get through it, you do it. Like there's not another option. Mm-hmm. I remember when my brother passed away and someone had made that comment to my mom, you know, like, oh my gosh, you're so strong. And, and she like just came flat back out and was like, what else am I supposed mm-hmm. to do? Do you want me to sit in a corner? Mm-hmm. I have three other children. Like, you got to get up, you know? And then I was yeah. just like, damn, mom. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not that anyone would want this benefit, but I feel like a lot of people who've experienced any level of, of grief any have, level. I don't know, like the past few years, it's um, not that it's the same thing, but... There's grief like a grief, level right? of yeah. preparation yeah. <laughs> that's in place. No, right, right. Or or just this like, oh my gosh, this thing that I thought in my mind, because you do think, I remember thinking like, oh my, if I lost a family member close to me, I wouldn't be able to make it. I wouldn't be able to go on. You know, like you have those thoughts and then it happens and you do and you're like, oh, well, okay, I guess I have the ability to keep going. You know, like mm-hmm. I got it in me. So the next hard thing that comes up, you're like, all right. I'm going to get through it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've posted this quote a few times. One of my favorite writers is Anne Lamott. Um, and she says, uh, I'm not going to get it totally right, but the gist is, like, when you break your leg, you you don't stop dancing. You just learn how to dance with a broken leg. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nope, so true. Um, okay, so you you had the two miscarriages. You've led it to the universe, and this is... February of 2020 mm-hmm. and then you kind of you go about the rest of the year just like living life living life living life dealing with um you know we running around the woods with your wolves yep doing yep. that we <laughs> reopened the studio the new studio in June of 2020 and so again it was just month by month like dealing with yeah. a quote new business um with the shutdowns and all of that yep. and great um, time to be a fitness studio <laughs> fun times <laughs> for sure um, and so in, let's see, it would have been December of 2020. Mm-hmm. I said to my husband, I said, okay, if, if in January, let's make it one of our, um, one of our goals, we're going to make an appointment, um, move forward with getting some outside help, mm-hmm. um, IVF or whatever it might be. And you hadn't done any sort of fertility treatment before then. Nothing. I know there's like state steps and yeah, whatnot. nothing yeah. regimented. I've mm-hmm. done. I did some like alternative, you know, like things like acupuncture. Yes, like yes, yes, natural yes, things yes. like that. Yeah. Um, so in December, we yeah, we found out we were pregnant again. And what was that experience like after losing two? You know, I. It, you think you're going to be super, super guarded about it, but I was just excited. Yeah. You really can't help it. I mean, of <laughs> course there, there was anxiety moving forward as the, the weeks unfolded and, mm-hmm. you know, especially being, uh, uh 40 and carrying a, a baby to, to full term, there's other layers oh, yeah. of, of anxiety there. Right. So I think it wasn't until week 20 when they do the big ultrasound of like checking all that everything is looking good, organs and yeah. brain function, all that stuff. And, um, so that 20 I, weeks is the big, is the yeah. big alt. It's okay. what they call the anatomy ultrasound. Okay. Um, so they take like a deep dive. It's actually, uh, it's, it's a spiritual experience. Really? They, they, at least it was for me, they zoom in on the heart and you can see the, 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 they check the direction that the blood is flowing. You could see the different chambers of the heart and wow, it's incredible. And you're like, that's inside me. Like and I'm yes. growing that. And as someone, in, someone in like a, a movement, um, profession you can see the outline of the spine and it's it's really incredible it's really incredible wow I've never heard anyone talk about that before that does sound really incredible so I we walked out of that appointment um and I just I felt like I was 50 pounds lighter just from 
the relief of everything looks yeah, good. Everything looks good. Technically, um, like the safe zone is, you know, in like the 30, 30 plus weeks. Oh, is um, it? And does that safe zone change based on age of the mother? I don't think so. No. Okay. I, I think the only reason it would change is if you had um, multiples. Okay. Because their gestation is different. Okay. Okay. See, I don't really know a lot. So I'm, I'm, and I think the more I know, the less anxious I will be. Like knowledge is power for mm -hmm. me. <laughs> Okay, so, and is that the first ultrasound at 20 weeks? Um, oh, that's the, just the big one. Did you get a regular one? That's the big one. one. Okay. Yeah, and because of my history with uh, other miscarriages, I, I actually got more and earlier do ultrasounds. You get, do you get more um, once you're over 35? Because then you're geriatric. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is geriatric. I talked to my gyno about this on my latest appointment. Um, I, I'm not positive. I think it's a combination of age and history oh, okay or i don't think just because you're considered okay. a geriatric okay geriatric pregnant no i mean i have to i have to come to the terms that i'm gonna have a geriatric pregnancy it's just this is where we are there's lots of benefits to it too no i know i know <laughs> i know you're right um okay so i, I want to backtrack a little bit when you well no this is probably a good place so you kind of have this like relief off of your back of like, okay, I can kind of settle into being pregnant. What did you think pregnancy was going to be like? Can you remember thinking about like how it's going to feel, how you're going to feel, how you're going to act, or did you have any preconceptions going into it? Um, I had, I had hopes that I would be a very active right of course pregnant yeah. person you are a very active person you're one of the fittest women I know <laughs> um and um yeah I th that was kind of the expectation I set you're gonna for be myself. active I don't totally remember if I had any other expectations going into it what I think is gonna happen is that I'm gonna be tired in the first part and maybe not feeling so great and I'm going to want to push through that tiredness because that's what I've done in the past. And it's going to be like a real practice for me to be like, okay, you have to like listen to your body. And this is not just a listen to your body because it's just you. Like you're now responsible for another life. So you can't fuck around. And if you feel tired, take a nap instead of going to do a workout. <laughs> that's how I feel like I'm going to be. <laughs> in the beginning, um, this is one thing that felt helpful to me um, my sister told me the baby will take what it needs first and just out of safety and growing it and then whatever's left over so essentially I found that to be true the times that I was tired or I, I was pretty I was actually pretty sick for about the first 14 weeks sick like vomiting uh, I never vomited, but I was See, that nauseous was, all the time. That's the other thing I hear from mm -hmm. everyone is that it feels like it's oh. one long hangover for the first trimester. But you don't like, if they're not actually sick, it just feels like you're going to be. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I have heard that from yeah. many people. So that's maybe a good thing just to like, OK, be prepared, you know. And for me, as someone who had experienced loss, I just kept trying to reframe it as I get it's happening. It. Yeah, it's yeah, happening. Yeah. This is part of it. Yeah. This is not forever. Mm -hmm. This is not the, how I will live the rest of my life. This, that's what I think. I like catastrophize. And if I have like a little illness or like some kind, like I had poison ivy in the fall. And it was pretty bad, but I was like, this is my skin for the rest of my life. <laughs> like it's, it's not going to go away. I have some weird strain that no one else has ever had. It's going to spread to my whole body. And it's just, this is where I live. That's what I do. So I have to like remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that too. I totally do. And it, I always try to play the game of relativity. Like, yes, timeline wise, this isn't the worst thing. This this has a purpose. Yeah. You're not hungover because you drank too much. Yes. You're hungover because you're growing a human. That is a good way to think about it. Um, there's a, yes. And that, that really That's does helpful. help. Yeah. Um, so for me, going through pregnancy, I, I, I found myself attaching to different mantras. And those mantras oh, yes. probably can tell you a lot about the, how the different phases felt to me. Uh -huh. So my mantra, um, sickness aside, my mantra for the, f like the first part of pregnancy, because I was fearful, was um, strong, not fragile. There's 
nothing that you're going to do that's going to cause the baby to not stick around. If the mm. baby is not meant to stick around, it's not going to. And right. there's nothing you, you can do right. or not do to make that happen. Right. And these most of these were in reference to movement, to working out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was in the beginning, kind of the middle part of pregnancy. It was more take advantage while you can. Um, when you start you to know, like feel better, you kind of like do kind of like turn a corner. Is it just one day it's gone uh, for you? It, it was probably over the course of a week. Okay. Yeah. Like it was like a gradually better yeah. until one day you were like the hangover is over. Yeah. If you get it, I I think for a lot of people it's pretty a pretty dramatic shift. Mm. Um, and then I had heard so much about how hard pregnancy is in the beginning that I really, for myself, underestimated, um, the challenge towards the end, Mm -hmm. towards the end, it became, um, just mindset, mindset, mindset. I had insomnia for the last three months. And and that means like you just could not fall asleep. Yes. Like you would go, I I didn't sleep literally one or two hours, like every night. You would feel tired or you would not even feel tired. Yeah, you feel tired, but every for me everything was like antsy and uh, just uncomfortable. So you just like couldn't get comfortable. Yeah. So, but I used that time as I found um, an app that's that's called Expectful, and it's all meditations and sleep meditations focused on. Um, you can choose by where you are in your pregnancy or delivery or whatnot. So I just listen to those on repeat and um for eight hours of the night that you should have been <laughs> sleeping did you like and sometimes they would help me fall asleep and sometimes uh you know didn't. they wouldn't but uh, yeah so the the last part was just mindset mindset and not only mindset for where I was but mindset for the the type of birth I was hoping to have mm, and yeah um it's it's a natural thing that think is helpful for some people to get to that point of when you're in delivery to say like no I really want <laughs> I really want this baby here right like, I, I, I'm so uncomfortable I'll do anything to have this baby here right <laughs> right delivery labor whatever it's called both delivery labor labor laboring yeah mm-hmm. that is a lot for for me to think about it, it was yeah that was like you that was like one of I'm my lifelong anxieties. Yeah. It, it, it felt like something, not even knowing if I was ever going to be pregnant or have a baby, it felt like something looming in the future. That I feel I like I think had about no it idea if I could handle. Once a day. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, it's, of course, there's, there's preparation that needs to happen and yes. you have to go through that process. But it's like anything else your body does naturally whether right. or not you have a natural childbirth that your body does naturally right it knows what it's doing right it's designed to help you right right and i and i one of the thoughts that i just go back to over and over is like so many women did it like so many women have done it you can do it if every if all of them can do it you can do it yes that's what i say yes you can what do you talked about preparation what did you do to prepare um, Are Lamaze classes a thing? Well, you know, it's funny. And <laughs> uh, having a pandemic baby, there's like, oh. there's not the, imper- you know, we were planning on doing a bunch of in-person Yeah, I want like a training course for like everything. Yes. So there's so many ones online now that okay. are self-guided. There's apps like the ones I talked about. Yeah. Um, Is there, really quick to interrupt, did you find a resource to like that said, oh, yeah here's a sleep app, here's training courses. Cause I feel like that information exists, but it's not in one place. Like you got to follow this one person or you got to get, do you just like pick, you just, as I, you were pregnant, you found people that you. I mean, the and, beauty of social media, honestly, right. like I just started following a ton of accounts that yeah. I felt like had the, the right vibe yes. that I was going well, yeah. for and, you know, same kind yep. of orientation on life. And Did you um, just search for them. They just started, you know, that that smart algorithm. They right. just like I selected a few and they just started coming to me. And then for the longest time, it's it's changing a little bit now, but that the homepage on Instagram, I'm like, 
I am interested in something else besides childbirth yeah, and babies, yeah, yeah. people. Like, yeah. <laughs> they right. should have like a button that says, okay, I had the baby. I did the preparation. Yeah. Like, I, I can need we the move next on? phase now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. See, and I know this has to exist somewhere. So if anyone listening, like, if there's just like a repository, or do you just have to kind of find, well, because it's like anything else. Like, if you're into fitness, like you follow a bunch of, you know, different people to get a lot of different perspectives. Right. There are so many camps when it comes to, labor and delivery what camp were you in um i'm gonna tell you my camp i want to be drugged which is all good oh i know i have no shame about that (laughs) i've said it often i want just just give me that epidural put like a nice playlist on and let's get this baby out now that's what i want is that to say what's going to happen who knows but yes uh, so my goal was to have a natural childbirth i knew you were going to say that because Um, you run 50 mile races across the desert <laughs> and the mountains. So of course, I mean, to me it's well for me personally, it was, um, I'm like, in awe. Um, it was about curiosity. Oh yeah. More than anything. Like with, with everything else I do, it's about curiosity for what my mind and body are capable of. Yeah. For me, it's um, self-preservation. I'm just I, always that's <laughs> totally <safe>. valid. <laughs> um, but I feel like I, I ended up, getting let's call it a tasting of everything that's out there okay um so I didn't end up having a full I I labored naturally for about 12 hours and was that excruciating um excruciating wouldn't be the word I use I would use okay intense intense yeah the only thing that I have to compare it to is I had an IUD and when they put, have you ever had an IUD I haven't so when they put the IUD in... I've heard it's really painful. It's the most intense... Like Again, and it's like almost... Pain is like almost the, the wrong word because I think of pain as like something's wrong. Like Exactly. And, and, and I knew that there was nothing wrong, but it was like just this... Appropriate inten- sensation. Yeah. I mean, it was just intense feeling of like just your inside uterus just like cramping is really the only way other way to describe it but it doesn't feel like even necessarily a muscle cramp but is that maybe on a much higher level like that sensation yeah yeah i I feel like all women have had some version of cramps yeah right you take it to the nth degree and (laughs) but the um, like the amazing part to me was and this these are things i did here ahead of time is how much your body just takes over mm. um, and it's it's a tidal wave that yeah. you're either fighting or you're surfing. And okay. so that was actually one of my visualizations was like just ride the just wave. Just freaking surf. Yeah. And there are times when I was doing well surfing. There are times where the wave you know, hit you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you went under. <laughs> but um, yeah. So there's for 12 no hours. <sighs> okay. Um, so he ended up just being a really big boy. He got caught on my um, pubic bone. How big? He was, he? was over ten pounds. Oh. So um, at the time we didn't your pubic bone. At the time we didn't know like what was going on. I because they know, don't know how much the they they don't know how much the baby. They guess they okay. say it's within like two pounds either way, which oh. isn't really helpful. No, that's a big <laughs> difference. Like an eight pound baby versus a ten pound baby. That's right. a big difference. Yeah. So they don't really know. So anyway, I, yeah, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this all the way. I can do this Mm -hmm. the whole time. I said, I can do this. Um, I pushed for four hours and finally at four hours, I was like, what, what else can we do? Yeah. And um, do you, do you feel, so you have tested your physical limits in a lot of different ways. Like you have probably... mm -hmm right, pushed yourself to a point of exhaustion, like physical, like, oh my God, I took my body to the end, right, through all Mm -hmm. all of your fitness activities. Does that feel similarly or could you draw from? Absolutely. It's it's the best, I would say it was, it's the best preparation I had. I mean, you can read a million things, you can listen to a million things. um, And yeah, the the physical preparation of running ultra marathons (laughs) And the mindset you have to have in that yeah. is the biggest thing that translates. Yeah. And the, the, the physical aspect as well, it was very much like 
a mix between running an ultra and deadlifting your max weight for four hours. Okay. Yeah. So You're those those two yeah. those two combined. Um, but again, it, I went in with the belief that this is exactly like my body is made to mm-hmm. do this, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I ended so, up with a C-section, and because you couldn't get, they couldn't get through the canal, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my brother was over ten pounds, and he broke both collarbones <gasps> coming wow. out. And so my they had they had told my mom like, "Hey, we're gonna have to do a C-section. Like, he's not coming out." And my mom was like, "No, I really, really, really don't want to do that. Like, like, is there anything we can do?" And she said that she had like four really large nurses one took there's one on a leg one on a leg one on an arm one on an arm and they got the baby out but they broke both his collarbones wow. doing it i know yeah and i i just kept thinking about um you know back back how many women would have yeah i i would have died in childbirth. No, exactly. The baby would have died in childbirth. Exactly. And, um, like, thank God we have these modern. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, it's, I really, really wanted a uh, natural childbirth and I have absolutely no regrets. Um, you got a beautiful, healthy baby yes. boy at the end of it. Um, I will tell one funny part of the, please, uh, the surgery. Um, please. And okay, you are awake. You're awake. Yeah. But, but they, they have a curtain in front of you. I mean, you can choose to not have the curtain, but I was. I was pre out of it. Yeah. I, I didn't want to. So Chris is there. He's in the OR. He's watching the whole thing. Is um, he? Where is he? Is he? He's up um, on your shoulder next to me, okay. and also looking at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they oh pulled. They pulled him out, him. and the entire OR erupted. Oh my gosh! And they all started taking before they took him and put him on the scale. They all started taking bets. Guess, <laughs> Because it was a big old baby. Did you she ever was think, like, oh, now we know what was going on. Or you were like, did you ever think, we're like, oh, man, I was just too healthy. <laughs> I just grew I too yeah. big of a big... I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, okay, that we're going to backtrack a little bit because I do want to talk about, um, like, the difference in eating, what that looks like when you're not pregnant and when you are pregnant. Because I think that's, like, a warped thing, in my mind, too, of like, how much do you eat? Mm-hmm. Um, Is your hunger uh, skyrocketing? You know, i i didn't feel I didn't feel extremely hungry like a lot yeah. of people say that they are. Um, they say it's like an average of three hundred more calories a day. That's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, that's like not even a full meal. Yeah. So just add and a little bit extra to your meals. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I did. I did do a, a little bit of research with this because I. They have this thing where they. I, I found a chart that's like here. If you you're this number of weeks, this is how many pounds you're supposed to gain. And I'm just like, this is not. This is not helpful because the baby is growing at different rates. Yeah. And none of those like charts you see, or even honestly, the things that the doctor, the doctor's like, oh, you, you know, you're at this point, or you're not at this point. To me, it's just so not helpful yeah. when a woman is going through no, so then many like, other changes. Okay, well, if I'm not at the point I'm supposed to be, should I change? Do I have to change something? Like, do I, you know? And then you're just like too yes. much in your head about it. At yeah. least I would be too much in my head about it. So for me, my philosophy was always just like trust the cues that your body is giving you yeah if you're starving one day and uh, but I, I really didn't get to that yeah. point it yeah. was just yeah you just like ate normal like you would normally do pretty much yeah yeah okay okay that's good to know um so a c-section means that you have a delay or a longer recovery time is that right because you had major yes. surgery yes what's the, the is it even a fair question to ask? Because it probably depends, right? Um, it depends. It depends on how you're healing. I yeah. think the typical recovery times for a vaginal birth would be between um, four and six weeks is when you'd get cleared by your OB. Mm-hmm. Um, and a C-section tends probably to be between, you know, six and eight weeks. Typically. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. more on, I was closer to the eight week mark, just how things landed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you've essentially had 
abdominal you surgery. Yeah. yeah. Got cut open. They yeah. take your organs out to get the baby out? Uh, they kind of just like move everything oh. around. So they, yeah, they cut through five different layers. And did you feel like your insides had been moved around like afterward when you came? I think to? being pregnant, you feel that way. Oh, anyway. Okay. And that's, that's honestly, even for a vaginal birth, the, the reason that they want you to wait four to six weeks to, to work out is your organs are still not in the place. Just jumbled a little bit. Jumbled. And where the placenta was in your uterus is, um, you know, it's like the size of a dinner plate. So you have like a dinner plate size hole, a wound essentially in your uterus that's having to heal. Wow. Okay. This is good information. <laughs> it's a lot of it. It's a no, lot that's, of it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I like to know that. How did you shift your workouts during pregnancy? And when did you like really have to like start modifying or did you start early? Like, what, what did it look like? I'll just leave it open-ended. Um, so my goal throughout pregnancy was uh, to shift the, f- the focus from maintaining fitness, growing fitness into um, preparation for um, labor and more importantly for postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just kind of working on like back to basics, uh, any deficits that were coming up because your posture does change yeah. um, with being pregnant. And uh, it's it's hard when you've been in such a mindset for, you know, basically my whole adult life that um, push, go harder, push yourself. Yeah. And, and I've and I'm pretty good about pushing, recovering, pushing, recovering. Yeah. But even that like the mindset of while you're in the workouts and it doesn't mean that you can't have um some intensity when you're working out when you're pregnant Mm -hmm. I that's I feel like that's another kind of myth that's out there and getting better with um the number of people talking about it but uh so I I focused more on more on strength training in the beginning Uh uh-huh Less was, on like cardio like running less on like I did I did run probably up until week 32, 34, something like that okay. of, of 40. Well, I ended up delivering 41 weeks. Um, and just trusting that like my body was going to tell me when, when the time was up versus no, you shouldn't yeah. be doing this pounding anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It was more awkward than painful. Yeah. Just, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Just like the jostling of it. Right. Um, so yeah, just strength and strength. focusing on things that I know um, I needed. Like functional movements. Functional movements. Um, Probably pelvic floor stuff. Pelvic floor, diaphragmatic breathing. I did a lot of posterior chain back body work to help, you know, as you're being pulled forward by the way of the body, um, uh-huh. the way the baby. Yeah. You know, things like that. Did you do Pilates? I did a little bit of Pilates. Okay. It, it wasn't one of the things that was feeling good like, for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. I needed more of the, um, I did, I did keep a lot of, um, the cardio stuff out of mental health more than out of fitness Yeah, because for me, it's about clearing my head, yeah. getting outside, breathing. Yeah. Um, for sure. So it, yeah, it, I, I, the, frequency with which I was working out didn't drop, but the t- amount of time in each workout dropped. Mm, okay. Okay. Because I needed that mental health yep. release of, of right. just continuing with the routine. When you were, um, strength training, were you like, do you lower the weight that you would have done normally? Did you keep it the same? What did like weight, weight wise look like? Um, I would say for most of pregnancy, I mean, I'm not doing any like heavy lifts, yeah. but for right. most no, of pregnancy, not like max effort right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, it stayed pretty much the same yeah. towards the end. I just went to, to body weight stuff. Yep. Okay. 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 Got it. That makes sense. Feeling better about that. Honestly, what? that the, the, for me during the pregnancy wasn't except for, you know, probably the last month, mm. it wasn't as challenging with the workouts as I thought it would be the ch- the more challenging part for me and I don't because I've never had like a vaginal birth I don't know compared to that it, it was more the the postpartum recovery that was okay. the recovery from surgery that was challenging okay yeah. let's talk about that do they keep you in the hospital longer 
if you have a C-section? Yeah, you you stay for a couple of days, for okay. three to four days. Okay, yeah. okay. What do you do when you're in the hospital? I mean, Just you have nurses coming in and out of your room, checking your um, stitching. Yeah. They are giving you a ton of information if you're a new parent. Oh, okay. Um, they're, you're just trying to sleep, trying to get to know them. Just like snuggling. Okay, so this is a question. Um, what What was the feeling when you held him for the first time? Oh, Do you remember? So cool. I, I mean, I was... And you had so to I think had just about come out that, of surgery. Right? Okay, yes. Um, but I'll never forget the look on Chris's face when uh, they they pulled him out. So that that's like because I was a little drugged up. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. more of <laughs> that's like that will be my memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they wheel you into recovery, and you've got him next to you, and you um, feed him for the first time right away, and it's just. I, I felt like I knew him. I felt yeah. like wow. Okay, of course, of course, yeah. this is him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I can't wait to experience that. The magic of not only being pregnant, but that moment. Of, I really felt like my body was doing the most amazing magic trick of all time. Mm. You've seen it a million times. You've seen. You've had friends, family being pregnant, but yeah. It is just oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It like and, freaks me out. It's so crazy. And <laughs> they pull them out, and you're like, "What?" I was just working out and eating, and and then this, like, my and body it's, did it's this. Mine? Like <laughs> <laughs> my body. I still like my body did that. How did it know to put the eyes there and the ears there and right ten and, fingers and and then you're like, okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. So it, wow. it's pretty magical. Okay, so you get home and you knew you were going to have, you know, a couple months probably where you can walk around? No, probably like... You're encouraged to walk around after the first day. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So that's good. You don't have to like go stir crazy too mm-hmm. much. Um, but what, so then were you already kind of starting to plan, okay, how am I going to get back into it? Or like what did the... Or, yes or did no. it like leave your mind for a little bit and you're like, I'm going to, I've got a baby. I'm going to look at this for now. I was surprised at how much I didn't miss working out because I could feel my body needed to heal. Yeah, right. I did not expect that. Yeah. I expected to be antsy, and I really wasn't antsy mm-hmm. until my body was starting to feel ready mm, and so to then, do stuff again. Yeah, yeah. If anything got antsy earlier, I knew it was my head. I yeah. knew it was me thinking about it instead of me actually needing it yeah yeah um and it is physically it is physically demanding whether or not you have a a c-section when you start started working out again like i saw that you posted a video of you biking right and that was your first workout and you (laughs) were crying happy tears (laughs) which i absolutely can relate to um are you do you start from square one (laughs) are you like or do you carry some of you like keep some of your fitness that you've built over the majority of your life or is it truly like all right we're gonna start climbing this mountain again it's hard to say for sure I was having this conversation with Chris the other night because I have always enjoyed fitness so much and been very regimented that I don't even when I've been quote out of shape or taking a break or had some other surgery or whatever I've never truly um, appreciated that that wasn't really starting over. Uh-huh. Um, and I still think I, I came in with probably not a hundred percent starting over. Okay. Um, I really do believe in, uh, muscle memory and yeah. like year over year progress in muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. And so having, you know, however many years banked, um, mm-hmm. I, I do think your body knows. Yeah. I, I also felt really rested. <laughs> like I've never rested for seven mm-hmm. or eight weeks. Fully, right. Right. Um, if you can call it rest, but yeah, like from working out rested. Right. And I felt great. Yeah. I felt great. Um, okay. Have you started lifting? Yes. And, ha- yeah. and, and what, like, and what's the strength like? It's, it's getting there. It's getting it's, there. Um, but you, 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 Moved back a little bit. What's a better way to say that? Not moved back. Not like degressed. 
I, I yeah, I call I'm calling it the rebuild. Okay. It's yeah. a rebuild. It's yeah. a rebuild. It is. Um and I I could tell I lost like my legs. I could tell I lost muscle, muscle. mass. Yeah. That was very surprising. And I don't think that was from pregnancy. I think that was from um postpartum recovery. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's a conversation that I'm I'm really glad that people are having because uh and I've posted about this a little bit. What I've always seen is this person had a baby and now they're back to running a marathon or yeah. back to their old routine or right. Um, and there's just not a lot of resources right. for going from point A to point B in postpartum. It should not look the same. Uh, what I was saying to Chris the other night is it, it, this does not feel the same as for example, I sign up for a race and I wrote myself a program for that race that is a what I would consider a very conservative build mm-hmm. for my mileage. Mm-hmm. But it's not feeling right because this is not uh, this is not just like a normal building period. No. There's a lot of things still right. Going this isn't on. like you just took time off and you're right. coming back to it. Like right. your body went through a huge significant change. Yes. Yeah. That's important um, to keep in mind. And the the system is set up where you have a baby and then at six, seven, eight weeks you go and the OB says, okay, you look good. Just take it easy. And, but you're welcome to go back to whatever your normal movement routine was. Well, for me, that's, that, that's what I thought about. I'm like, you have a fitness level that is way different from the majority of the general population. Right. So it's like, where is the guidance for someone who's been very active and super fit, you can't go back to running 20 miles. Right. Or even or even someone who's not going back to like a, a dramatic fitness routine is just like trying to like go nap- back to right. movement. Yeah. There's just not a lot of... Um, there are resources out there that, that help, but in my mind, it needs to be built into the system. Yes. Um, so, for example, I... Um, like I have good relationship with pelvic floor physical therapists. Right. Right. And I knew that that was something like I scheduled an appointment with them, um, in my third trimester mm-hmm. because I knew that I wanted that to mm-hmm. start right away. And that, right. that was like a really necessary thing. Yep. Um, and I, th- I think how it should work is you should have the baby. You're, <clears throat> they should write you a prescription for pelvic floor physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And that isn't just working on your pelvic floor. Like there's a lot of other elements involved yeah. in in that therapy. And then you get cleared. I understand the, the need floor therapist for clears you. Clears you or or after you see them, you go to your OB and they clear yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just it's ludicrous to me how many women go through this process and that it isn't more built into our mm-hmm. system. You have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Like you have to know or go- make a lot of like mistakes that right um if you don't you know if you don't have resources then yeah seems to be a gaping hole in our healthcare system <laughs> we could go on and <laughs> on about that <laughs> yeah um so what does it look like now so how many weeks are you when was he born um so he's Born September 14th so he just turned 4 months mm-hmm. I started working out around week 8 mhm um, with a bike ride, was that your first that workout? Was, that was my first, and I truly cried for a half hour. I was so happy. What did you do? Did you do like intervals? Or did you just like ride the? Butt? I just did like a. I think it was like a Peloton pop ride or, yeah. or something like that. Okay. And okay. I, I said, I'm just gonna get on. I'm not gonna worry about any of the numbers they're giving me. I'm literally just gonna pedal my legs. And I did that probably for a couple weeks of mm-hmm. like ignore the numbers, mm-hmm. ignore that like that automatic click of, all right, like start to tap into intensity and just pedal your legs, just move. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a reason why you chose biking over running to start? Impact. Impact. Okay. So you typically running is like the last thing. Okay. You should be doing now. I, I really, really gently phase back in Mm -hmm. to, I was doing mostly walking with like some 10 to 30 second running intervals to start. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. 
I felt really good about how I phased back. And I mean, I'm still doing a lot of interval type runs. You know, I was, I was kind of going down this doomsday path in my own mind of, oh my God, you're starting from square one. It may, maybe, maybe not like feel like that, but I think the timeline to like getting back to where you were, if you have this bank of fitness for so long, is probably shorter, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's also kind of fun. Yeah, you, you have like something to work toward. Yeah, and you see progress much quicker. You see progress, <laughs> and um, not that you need an excuse, but it's almost like an excuse to go back and build a really solid foundation from the basics and not have to, you know... I don't know. To yeah. me, to me, maybe it's me being in the profession, but to me, it's like an exciting process where I'm yeah. learning more about my body. I'm learning more about, oh, this is this is a um, mental fatigue versus physical fatigue, or physical fatigue versus mental fatigue, mm. and um, just a, a deepening the relationship yeah. with, with just, what's going on. I mean, it's, it's really all about reframing it, right? Yeah. It's just. Yes. All about reframing it, <laughs> and and I really do believe in that that muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say to the people I run coach, like if they're getting frustrated that I, it, I really believe it takes like five years to become a really good runner. Mm. And same with anything that you've you've banked in your workout mm-hmm. history, like that doesn't that's not just gone, right? It's not just gone, of course. Yeah. yeah. How has your you know outside of physical fitness your self care routine how has that shifted or changed for you it's a work in progress yeah yeah that's fair um I feel like I was doing pretty well until I just recently went back to work full-time okay I was gonna ask so now it's um now it's more of a juggle and um I spent all last week trying to figure out how to usher in more more help um but going back to what we were saying in the beginning of the uh the podcast, Chris and I um, have a relationship where we advocate for each other. Yeah, we see each other like we know when the low points are coming, or mm. we can recognize a low point and be like, "You just got to go out for a run," or yes. like, "I will watch him," or "I'll call someone," or yes. whatever. Yeah. You have to go. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> you have to leave the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. I think I've always been pretty good at um, like traditional self care aspects, sleep and yeah. time alone and uh, all those things. Yeah, um, it's, it's difficult to me. To me, it's uh, more about logistics, though. Okay, like figuring out who's watching. Yeah, fits while well, you do this. I got to do this. We got to have a grocery shop. Like, like just yeah. like the whole day to day. Some people laugh at this, but when he was born, we made a spreadsheet of. Every single half hour in a in a in a week, uh huh, and allocated, allocated, yeah. I like that, and it's continued to evolve. Um, I really with like me that. going back to work, <laughs> but it's again it, controlling the controllables. Uh, that is how my mind works. Like yes. I want my I want an Outlook calendar. Like yep. that is how I manage yeah. my life. And. We we have shared calendars. We yeah. add things. We like showers in there. We're communicating <laughs> like yes, more than I'm like I really <laughs> I'm talking to I'm talking to you about this day a lot, but it's necessary. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Do you get alone time? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when I nice went to, to my clearance appointment, my my OB said now, I want to make sure that you're getting at least 15 minutes a week to yourself. And I said, uh-uh, no, what? no, no, no. I'm no. sorry? Like that's So that made me think that a lot of women aren't getting at least 15 minutes to themselves a week. 15 minutes a week. Which is ludicrous. So I, yes, I have, um, it's something I'm very proud of uh, that we've each gotten at least an hour of alone time every single day since Fitz was born. That's incredible. And that's great for people to hear. Like, I want to hear that. Like, that's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. And, and you know, more so depending on how much help you have or yeah. what right. kind of right. resources there are. Or right. if you have friends willing to come yeah. over and say, oh my go gosh. for a run. So, yeah. but we knew that that was important to us going mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. 
And just like you know, it's important to you. Right. You'll you'll figure. I'm sure. Out. Make the spreadsheet. Yeah. No, I will <laughs> have a spreadsheet. Absolutely. Um, okay. This is great. Were there any other just like total surprises for you? Because it's you know I spend a lot of time thinking about pregnancy and delivery and not so much like what really life I in my mind in this fantasy land of my mind I just well I'm not working I'm gonna say like during the time that I'm off work I just imagine like sitting on the couch holding the newborn a lot and watching tv is that realistic yeah okay I uh it's I think it's all about what you want to make it okay that's, okay. that's how I've approached it. Can you like do normal things? Like you put the baby can like sit in a stand or something and you like can put laundry in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there's, there are some days where, I mean, there, they've been few and far between. There are some days where, yeah, he's screaming his head off. And, okay. And, and then you, you have to, I haven't had a sip of my coffee, but that's not, that's not every day and it's not forever. Right. Right. Um, and I know some people, you know, ahead of me in the game will be like, Oh, well it changes. And yes, yes it, it's, it's an evolving process. But you can hear me just like wanting to plan. Can't you? Yeah. Like I just, and, and I get it. I just, <laughs> I just totally want to control get it. and plan. <laughs> and but my mindset with, mine. with being with Fitz has been, he, this is, this is our time. Like yeah. it, this, this doesn't last that long. Right. So if I'm, I find myself like being even more aware of my phone and like, yeah, he, he sees me if I pick up my phone and he's like, what's that? Right. And it feels gross to me. Yeah. I totally and, get that. And so I'm like, I, I, like, I, I can't imagine you yeah, being on your phone <laughs> with the baby right yeah. there. So yeah. I think the, honestly, the biggest surprise to me has been, especially as I continue to mold and shape my, you know, my relationship with my, my work, um, my alone time, mm-hmm. my other relationships, yes. all of those things. Yeah. Um, I did not expect to want to spend so much of my time with him. Okay. I, that's good to hear. I have always been like, I, I just know myself and I, when I was planning my maternity leave with my leadership team, I said, who knows? I might be going crazy and I might want to come back early. And it was, I really thought I was probably going to be that person. And it, it, um, which would have been fine. Yeah. Um, but it's been actually the opposite mm. of, and that was no, surprise. I just, I, this is my, this is my person. Like yeah. I want to spend time with him and I, didn't Even though they quite can't talk. get that. Oh yeah. Oh, he, You're not bored? he can communicate yeah, okay. in other ways. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, sometimes I'm afraid. I'm like, what if I just get bored? <laughs> yeah. There, you'll get bored sometimes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and everyone has their own yeah. tolerance level sure, for it. Sure. But, sure, sure. uh, yeah, I think I underestimated how much it like him being mine mm. would Mm-hmm. change the feeling like all those things of like i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna like hanging right, out with right, the baby right right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right like i don't like baby shows do i have to watch baby shows right yeah. <laughs> maybe i'll change i'll sing a different tune when it comes um Susie, you answered this question once before but i'm interested has it changed at all what does being fit mean to you i'm trying to remember what i said last time and i think i know what i said what um, do you think you said I think I said it's about freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would elaborate on it by saying being fit means to me that you can do all sorts of cool shit with your body. Yeah. Including some of it that you're, it just happens yeah. to you. Like right. being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so that was some of my, my mind's, my mind set shift mm-hmm. when I was pregnant is like this is this is still fitness like you're still doing really cool shit with your body oh my I, th- God, I think the bottom yeah. line is still is still freedom yeah yeah because it, your fitness it, it just allows you to be able to experience like everything that there is to experience yes yeah no that's really cool thank you so much for sharing absolutely and my every pleasure. conversation that I have with women that have gone through 
pregnancy and labor and are now mothers. Like every, every conversation, I feel like it just like is a little bit of a relief for me. And I think that's so important for women that we have that like space to come together and share our stories, whatever our own reality is, whatever that experience was for us can be completely different for people listening, but like, this is your truth. And I think that it's just important to share and give everyone a voice in it. Well, I'm happy it helps to. Me. And I, I really believe that it's, it's no different than any other way in which you do life. Yeah. It is an extension okay. of yourself. Okay. That's and maybe the most helpful thing you can continue to be in the driver's seat with um, ho- however else you live your life. And right. that's what makes it so individual. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I, really th- I really thought that somehow it would be different, that somehow all the things that people were telling me I'm like, I, I don't want to assume that I know. Like, I want to be open to if that's the case. But, yeah, the biggest thing I've realized is, no, it's me. Yeah. It's yeah. an extension of me. And you get to f- frame the narrative however you want to frame yes. the narrative. That's really wonderful. Thank you so much. Again, I really appreciate it. Listeners, um, share to your stories if anyone is newly pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant, just become a mom, or just would really enjoy hearing the story. Appreciate you so much. Bye-bye.